so it's Anna McKinlay here welcoming you to another episode of Living Greatly. And this episode, I'm talking to you about looking after your number one asset. And I don't mean your house, I don't mean your car, I don't mean any of that stuff. You know, often people say that's their most valuable asset. But this is not true at all. Your house, your car, all the other material stuff that we talk, talk about, that stuff only comes about and we only get to keep it because of something else, because of your mind. We get those things through what we think, what we believe, what we feel, what we do, right? Some people would say your number one asset is your body. Jim Rohn used to say, got to look after your body. It's the only place you've got to live. And yes, absolutely. I totally agree. Your body is vitally important and we want to look after it. But at least as important as that, maybe more so, is your mind. And specifically, what goes on inside your mind, what people call the mindset, right? Conversations about mindset and the power of belief are becoming more and more mainstream these days. But most people still don't really get just how very powerful your mind is and how in a very real and practical sense, every single thing you experience in your life is a product of your mind and what you feed it. Yes, even the health of your body is directly affected by your thoughts and beliefs. Actually, this goes both ways, and I'll come back to that in a minute. But come on, let's put this in perspective. Take a moment, look around you, look at everything in your immediate environment, the screen you're watching this on, the electricity that powers it, the internet connection <laughs> sitting behind it, the room or the building that you're in, the furniture that you're surrounded by, everything, every single man-made thing in your environment and beyond. Just look at all of that for a moment and just ponder this. Every single one of those things started as an idea in someone's mind. And each and every one of those things only came into reality because that person, whoever they were, thought in a way that enabled and empowered them to make it so, that motivated them to take the necessary action to turn the thought into a design and the design into something real, real and tangible and functioning. Ponder that. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. The power of the human mind is absolutely incredible and you've got one. Right? So let's come back to you and your mind. You may have heard the phrase, what you think you become. Something that Buddha said thousands of years ago and has been repeated many times since. You may prefer Napoleon Hill's version, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. We talk about these things, we use these sayings as cool motivational quotes all the time without necessarily thinking about how absolutely true they are and how bottom line your mind and what goes on in between your ears literally shapes your life. So isn't it worth taking care of it? All right, so how do you take care of your mind? Well, it boils down to a very, very simple principle. You get out what you put in. <laughs> right? 
So I'm going to talk to you about three dimensions around that, actually. Let's look at what you're feeding your mind. The first dimension is looking at the external stuff. Years ago, one of my clients, when we were talking about this, she said, you know, she pointed at her head like this, and she said, you know, this is not a rubbish bin. Every single thing you listen to, watch, read, everything in your environment, it all goes into your mind. And your mind cannot tell the difference between what is real and what is made up. And it cannot tell the difference between what is good, finger quotes, and bad. It takes everything in, and it takes it all in at face value. It takes it all as given. And this has a really big impact on your perception of reality and your experience of the world. Just as one example, people who watch and read the news frequently, according to the American Psychology Association, uh, People who read and watch the news frequently often report increased stress, increased anxiety, loss of sleep, and other negative mental health impacts. That was reported in Time magazine back in 2018, and that's just one example. So we've got to be careful about what we're putting in to our mind. But then there's the internal stuff as well. I've talked about the external. The second dimension is the internal stuff. What do we tell ourselves? What are you telling yourself from one moment to the next? You know, that inner voice, the inner critic, the automatic negative thoughts or ants, as some people call them. So whatever that inner voice is going on about in our mind and how much weight we give our inner voice and our internal thoughts, what we say to ourselves, what we say to others, the language that we use, this all shapes our reality. It's all feeding our mind and it's either supporting a mindset that helps us have the life we want or it's undermining that, right? Look, one of the most common examples is when we say, I can't about something. Oh, I can't, I can't. And let's be honest. <laughs> let's be really brutally honest here. More often than not, these words come out more because the thing in question is outside our comfort zone and we're not comfortable about it or we're not sure about it, we haven't learned how to do it yet, we can't be bothered, or maybe just simply we just don't want to do it. But the thing is our mind latches onto that can't word and before we know it, we find it becomes a reality. I'm going to share with you a really personal example of that, right? So when I was young, when I was a kid, I had asthma. And it would come on when, it, when I exercised, which was an absolutely brilliant excuse for getting out of the cross-country runs at school. Well, not necessarily getting out of them. I still had to do them. But there was zero pressure. I could just cruise. I could walk half the way because, you know, I had asthma. So it was my excuse for not actually putting effort in because I would say I can't run because of my asthma. But over time, that started to become a truth, and I actually defined myself as being someone who can't run. I mean, seriously, how daft is that? We've, I've got two perfectly well-functioning legs, <laughs> you know? It was just my personal story, my personal narrative. It wasn't until a few years ago when I realized that as a coach teaching about this stuff, I was being com completely unauthentic, sticking to this whole I can't run story. And that's when I decided to set a goal, to set a goal to actually do 
two 10 kilometer events back to back and work my way up to them to actually get past the limiting belief of I can't run because of course I can and, and now I run regularly as a form of exercise I've actually come to love it so that's just one example right um, what we tell ourselves becomes real and if we allow it it shapes our reality but you can change it at any moment you can choose a different story right so our internal what we're feeding our mind internally again it shapes the limits of who we can be what we can accomplish how we show up in the world and how we experience life so that's the second dimension we've talked about the external input we've talked about the internal input what's the third dimension well remember how i talked about your body and your mind and how your mind directly impacts on your health well it goes back the other way too what you feed your body feeds your mind literally right our body and our mind are intricately connected and you know we often tend to forget this we often act as if the way we treat our body and our mind are somehow independent of each other this is just so wrong it couldn't be further from the truth well, let's start with one one basic basic thing your brain takes energy to run in fact i've seen research su suggesting or saying that 20 to 50 percent of the energy that you take in through food every day goes towards just running your brain just keeping your brain going just keeping your mind going right it takes a huge amount of energy but it's not just about the energy input the quality of we eat of what we eat and the nutritional content of what we eat directly affect our brain's ability to do its job our brains need various chemicals to function these chemicals impact directly on our mood, on our mental clarity, on our ability to concentrate, on our level of motivation, and on and on. How does our brain manufacture these chemicals? Well, from the nutrients that we eat and drink, right? So the quality of our nutrition directly affects our mood and our mind. And there's a huge amount of research on this. Well, I'm not going to go into all the boring details. And of course, there is no one size fits all because we're all a little bit different. But there are some general rules of thumb for eating for a healthy brain. And these aren't going to surprise you, right? A healthy, balanced diet, including plenty of you know, fresh fruit and vegetables and all of that kind of stuff, reducing or avoiding processed foods, avoiding toxins, obviously. Well, I say obviously, but it's quite scary how much of that stuff shows up in our food. Um, and but basically the general principle there around the toxins is if, if the ingredients label reads like it came out of a chemistry lab, you probably want to avoid it. It's probably not brain friendly. And of course, I say of course, but again, most of us don't do this. Drink plenty of water, filtered water. Water is super important to keep everything functioning well in our bodies. In fact, we're mostly made up of water. And so we want to keep that going as well. And if we do those things, you'll be amazed at the impact that that can have on how well our brain functions. So my question to you, are you looking after your number one asset? What are you feeding your mind? If at any, in any way you're feeling low or sluggish or down or stressed or unfocused, look at these three dimensions, what you're feeding your mind in terms of the external inputs, the internal inputs, 
and how you're feeding your body, look at those three dimensions and see are there some adjustments that you could make that can actually allow your number one asset to function better. Hope this has served you. <laughs> Have some fun with it and I will see you in the next episode. Anna McKinley signing off.